0: Is this recording? Yeah. Okay. i leave it on so he doesn't have nine. to. Bingo.
1: Good morning. Yeah. It's not a, a Christian yeah. miracle. You get five? Yeah. So, uh, you doubt it? I didn't doubt it. We gave up on it I just feel like uh blue. What do I what
2: I don't know. Got it there? Maybe I don't <laughs> do do
1: know, but I see <laughs> <I do laughs> him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, mad, I'm, mad. I'm really, I'm really afraid of getting the mat. just came to go back to Windows. window. I don't want to cross this. line.
1: <laughs>
2: a few options to so like, you know, you can go, you can look at documents like for pages,
3: numbers, and keynotes, yeah, so, on the interwebs, you have.
2: and then App Store, the little app.
3: Yeah. Here for you. Yeah, but just but the, the yeah. So this will just turn off. There's nothing we
2: need this for.
1: Good morning, Redeemer Bible Church. Good How is everybody today? Good, good. So Aaron is on a much-needed little break, and so we're going to run things. And Fabiano is going to bring the word this morning. And we're also going to run with no slides. A little bit of a technical issue, but the the important stuff is in your handouts. So if you'll stand and join me for our. Revelation this morning, and then we'll sing "All Hail the Power." Join me in these words: We will give thanks to the Lord with all our hearts. We will recount all of your wonderful deeds. We will be glad and exalt in you. You, your O Most High, you, O Lord, are a stronghold for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. And Those who know your name put their trust in you, for you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Let's join in saying, All hail the power.
2: confession and then you'll say the words in bold. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forever, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity and in whom His Spirit, whose spirit there is no deceit. For when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. And then we say, Help us, O God, of our salvation. For the glory of your name, deliver us and forgive our sins. For your name's sake. Amen. And let's take some, uh, a minute or two just to confess our sins to God.
1: The gospel and join me with the words in bold at the end. The psalmist testifies, I acknowledged my sin to you and I did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Therefore, let everyone who is godly offer prayer to you at a time when you may be found. Brothers and sisters, through trust in Jesus Christ, forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. And we say, in Christ we have redemption through his blood and forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. Thanks be to
3: Christ.
1: I never see.
0: Good morning. Good, morning. good morning very good to see you this morning It's a huge pl- privilege for me to to speak to you my friends my brothers and sisters uh, a sermon different sermon a sermon with an accent uh, Well it's still Christmas season. I say if any one of you feels you know feels in your heart to give me an iPhone, I would appreciate that.
3: Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling in my heart to get one, so maybe God will match feelings. Uh, so let's open our Bibles to the gospel of Luke chapter four. We have been blessed by messages on on Luke for the past weeks. So much blessed. And what a special song we just sang, All I Have is Christ. Has everything to do with with today's message. All we have is Christ. Luke chapter four, uh, and I'm going to read uh, from verse one through thirteen. Though this morning, my plan is not to preach the whole passage. But to focus on the first four verses Luke 4 verses 1 through 13 then Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness being tempted for 40 days by the devil and in those days he ate nothing And afterward, when they had ended, he was hungry, or he became hungry. And the devil said to him, if you are the son of God, command this stone to become bread. Sounds like a good plan for someone who is hungry and has the power to do that. But Jesus answered him, saying, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, All this authority I will give you. as if he had any but all this authority i will give you and their glory for this has been delivered to me and i give it to whomever i wish therefore if you will worship before me all will be yours and jesus answered and said to him get behind me satan For it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Then he brought him to Jerusalem and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you. And in their hands they shall bear you up. Lest you dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered and said to him, It has been said, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Now, when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for for your mercies, for your love. We thank you for your victory over Satan, over temptation, for the example you left for us. And we pray now that through your word and through the work of the Holy Spirit, you would bless us this morning and strengthen our faith. All we have is you. And we pray in your name. Amen. So this is Luke chapter 4. And the first three chapters, many things were covered, of course. But basically, Luke was giving us a clear picture of who Jesus is. Uh, Luke was giving us his credentials as the Savior of the world. Luke presented Jesus as... The son of God, the God-man who is fully, completely, 100% God, divine being, God himself, and also fully human, a man like you and me, without sin, but subject to the same witnesses. Son of God, fully God, fully human, the promised Savior who came to seek and save the lost. For example, in chapter 1, the angel Gabriel, well, you heard that before, the angel Gabriel announces to Mary that she will give birth to the Son of God. Luke 1, 32 and, and on. Uh, the angel says he will be great and will and he will be called the Son of the Highest, that is Jesus is God. He is the Son of the Highest. He is the second person of the Trinity. And, and, and Luke is, is, is declaring his credentials. So he's telling the gospel story, the life of Jesus, and he begins in the first chapters by introducing who Jesus is. He is God. And the angel also said, And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, because Jesus is also a man, a human descendant. Of David and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end and the angel said to Mary the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you therefore also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God what an amazing picture Jesus the Son of God And my prayer, my silent prayer this morning was that this this image of Jesus could be magnified before your eyes. That you could see him for who he really is. In all his majesty. And at the same time, someone so close to us, so connected to us in his humanity and in his weaknesses. Chapter 2, the angel of the Lord announces to country shepherds the birth of Jesus. You remember that. Luke two eleven. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Also, the Holy Spirit revealed to Simeon that he would not die before seeing Christ, the Christ of God. And when Jesus' parents brought him to the temple in Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, according to the law given to Moses, Simeon took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation. So there you are. Being presented to God as your Savior. That's what Luke is doing. Little by little, he's he's, he's declaring Jesus' credentials as the Savior of humanity the Savior of the world. So in the first three chapters of Luke, Jesus is revealed as the God-man who is the Savior of the world. And of course, we have the greater testimony coming directly from God Himself when Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist in the Jordan. We have this in Luke 3, verse 22. The Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon Him, Which means the Holy Spirit was endorsing the ministry of Jesus, confirming His ministry, qualifying qualifying His ministry. And the Bible says that a voice came from heaven which said, You are my beloved Son. In you I am well pleased. God Himself declaring Jesus to be his son. And then Luke ends the third chapter with a genealogy declaring that Jesus is the son of Adam, the son of God. The son of Adam, like us, and the son of God. He is one of a kind. God-man. And that's why he can be our savior. We had the first Adam who failed and because of his failure, we are all doomed. But then we have the second Adam who is God. And he is our perfect savior. And he is our perfect example of obedience. So let's look at chapter four. And that's what we have for this morning. Now, in the temptation of Jesus, there is one more um, credential, so to speak, <laughs> that Luke that Luke needs to, to give us. Uh, Jesus is revealed in this passage as our perfect savior. The spotless lamb of God. A man without sin. Where Adam failed. Jesus cannot fail. If he fails, then we don't have a Savior. So Luke is giving us so much hope here. He's showing us, you know the story, you know that he didn't fail. You know that he went to the cross and died for our sins. And Luke is telling us, you have a Savior that really can undo everything that Adam did. And he did it. So that we will not have a shadow of a doubt in our hearts. So that we can trust our Savior. We can trust that we will meet with the Lord And we have a perfect Savior when that happens we have a perfect Savior who died for our sins and I find this 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 passage of the temptation of Jesus such an amazing one because after all this introduction now Jesus is going to uh, begin his ministry and what a way to begin his ministry. <laughs> we know that it ends in the cross and the resurrection and his ascension. And then we know that he sends his spirit and then and then we have the ministry of the church after that. But but what a way to begin his three years of earthly ministry. First thing he does. Is to go to the desert to be tempted by the devil so that's how he begins the same evil one that came to Adam and Eve and tempted them and they fell the same evil one that's the first enemy well, and Jesus has been fighting his enemy even before this, <laughs> this event. Since he was born, when he was born, how many things were happening in the world, in the world when he was born. And even, even as a babe, everything was under his control. But now he goes face to face with the devil. Jesus is our perfect Savior this is how this is how this is true verse 1 says that jesus being filled with the holy spirit he returned from the jordan where he was baptized and was led by the spirit into the wilderness being tempted for 40 days by the devil and in those days he ate nothing and when those days ended He was hungry he became hungry no surprise here our perfect Savior the Bible says was full of the Holy Spirit John says that for he whom God has sent speaks the words of God for God does not give the spirit by measure God does not give the spirit by measure Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit. And what a lesson we have here for us. You know that temptation itself is not a sin. I don't know about you, but when I am tempted, (laughs) it doesn't feel good. And maybe the devil can come to me and say, you see, I told you see you were being tempted you were you were thinking about doing something that god doesn't like or doesn't approve of you see what a mediocre believer you are what a hypocrite oh no temptation is not a sin i can be tempted and i can overcome temptation with the power of the holy spirit So whenever you are tempted, don't think of yourself as a low-level Christian, second-class believer. Don't you ever think that way? Because Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit, and He was tempted. So you can be full of the Holy Spirit and still be tempted. And let me tell you one thing. That's probably when the devil is going to tempt you more. When you are full of the Holy Spirit, that's when He comes with, you know, full strength. He comes with everything He has and throws it at you. He does it when you are full of the Holy Spirit. Because when you're not, (laughs) His work is already done, so... (laughs) Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit. Temptation does not fall upon only those who are stumbling in their faith. Who are not reading their Bibles. Temptation does not come only to those who are not praying every day. No, it comes to people like Jesus. It comes to those who are full of the Holy Spirit. Our perfect Savior was full of the Holy Spirit. Our perfect Savior was also led by the Holy Spirit. So he was guided by the Holy Spirit. He would do whatever the Holy Spirit would uh, lead him to do. In a way, we can say that Jesus, in his earthly ministry, let himself be controlled by the Holy Spirit wanted to do God's will God's work not his work not his will not his desires but God's will and it's interesting that we see in this passage that temptations are part of God's plan for us God himself does not tempt us But temptations are part of his plan it was part of his plan to Jesus and if Jesus followed the leading of the Holy Spirit so should we trusting that even our trials even our temptations they are under God's control so this leading of the Spirit brought Jesus into the desert and put him into conflict With the devil. And see, at the very beginning of Jesus' ministry, the Spirit led him through the wilderness, but not just into the wilderness. It's not that the Holy Spirit just led Jesus into the desert, like saying, go there. He also led him there, in the desert. He was there with Jesus, sustaining him, providing for him. With spiritual strength guiding him throughout his time of of testing. So Jesus did what he did in the desert in the power of the Holy Spirit. That's how he fought the devil. So we should not try to go through the Christian life without the aid. Of the Holy Spirit we, we shouldn't even try that's why we have every day every morning to beg <laughs> to ask for his blessings for his help for his strength for his power do not think that you can go one day without Jesus strength without the aid of the Holy Spirit you can't you will fail Jesus being God himself, but as a human, he went to the desert with the power of the Holy Spirit. James 1, 2, and 3 says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But do it in the power of the Holy Spirit. And now Jesus is in the desert. If he fails, then he becomes a sinner. And then we do not have a righteous Savior for us. Then we have no sacrifice on the cross. We have no resurrection. We have no hope of eternal life. If he fails, there is no hope, no salvation. The devil does not know exactly how Jesus is gonna accomplish his mission but he knows that if Jesus fails he wins no salvation so he goes and throws everything that he has at Jesus now tell me tell me one thing how, how is it it is to the devil to tempt you or, or me with all our weaknesses of course, that if it comes up with uh, like uh, obvious sins. If it comes to me and tempts me to steal something. ah, <laughs> Oh, devil. <laughs> but he's not going to do that. He's, he's going to come and he's going to tempt me in those areas that he knows that I am weak. And he will come with, with some strength. But now we're talking about Jesus. How strong do you think that Jesus is? <laughs> and he comes to Jesus with all his strength, because that's all he, he needs all his strength. He's he's trying to move an he's trying to move a, a, an immovable object. <laughs> he's trying to hit a wall. He comes with everything. He needs everything. So it was no little thing. Jesus was tempted. And He got all the anger, all the strength, He got all this fury of the devil upon Him. Because the devil tempted Him, offering Him a life Without suffering. And he came when he was suffering. But just listen, know that the temptation of Jesus was real. Because some people think, well, he was God. He couldn't actually be tempted. No, he was. He could not sin. But he felt the temptation. He felt it hard. Yes, we, we, he, he can relate to us in our weaknesses, in our temptations, in our trials. When, when, when we pray to God and say, oh, it, but it is hard, <laughs> he will say, oh, I, I know it. I know, I know. I know, I felt it too. He was not He was not just God pretending to be a man. He was a true man who was truly tempted. But he was a perfect man, praise the Lord. And he did not sin. But in the end, we know that Jesus' temptation was not a task to see if he would fail. So God was not sending Jesus to the desert to see if he would fail or not. But it was a demonstration for you and me that he could not fail. Our perfect Savior was full of the Holy Spirit. He was led by the Holy Spirit. And and above all, he succeeded where Adam failed. Romans 5, verses 17 through 19 says, If by the one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who received abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one jesus christ therefore as through one man's offense judgment came to all men resulting in condemnation even so through one man's righteous act the free gift came to all men resulting in justification of life for as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners so also by one man's obedience many will be made righteous what a contrast between Adam and Jesus between the first Adam and the second Adam Adam failed Adam was in the garden what did he have in the garden everything he was not starving he had the presence of God (laughs) he lived in a perfect world he had no sin He was given authority to rule in the garden. He had everything. Nothing externally could make him sin. He lived in a perfect world. The devil came and tempted him and he fell. Jesus was in the desert. He had nothing. Nothing in the desert. 40 days. Adam knew no hunger. Ever. He had everything. Jesus was hungry. 40 days. Can you imagine yourself? Without having anything to eat for four days and, t- and I'm talking about this in this uh, eating season. <laughs> <laughs> right? That yeah, we, we are uh, call it the reshaping season. <laughs> we. Four days without anything to eat. four. Can you imagine yourself? Like that. Can you imagine yourself without having anything to eat for 40 days? 40 days, about 6 weeks. So, if you, you, you stop eating now, and the next time you eat, is going to be in February. 40 days. Now, try to imagine that not in, in, in your houses and the comfort of your houses, but in the desert. And I imagine Adam in paradise, (laughs) in a garden. Adam sinned. Jesus knew no sin. What a contrast. That's why he cannot fail here. We have a Savior who is not like the first Adam. Oh, and the devil tempted him. Jesus is our perfect Savior. But Jesus is also our perfect example of obedience. And what an example. Luke 4, verses 3 and 4. The devil said to him, and we are not going through the three areas into in in which jesus was tempted we're focused on the first temptation only so the devil said to him if you are the son of god (laughs) and god has just said well this is my beloved son so i don't think that jesus would doubt (laughs) For a minute that he was not the son of God. But anyway, the devil goes and tempts him. If you are the son of God, command this stone to become bread. But you know, I don't don't really think that the devil waited until the last day, the 40th day to tempt Jesus. I believe that he was tempting him You know, during the 40 days. But then in the end, he comes and says, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. And Jesus answered him, saying, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Now, do you remember when he said that uh, the devil will not come and tempt us with uh, obvious sins? So... In order to tempt Jesus, he, he has to come with full power. And He comes with Scripture. We know, for example, that in... in, in uh, let me get here. In verse 9... the devil led him to jerusalem and had him stand on the pinnacle of the temple and said if you are the son of god throw yourself down from here for it is written and then the devil gives him some scripture that was a good that was a good yeah that was a good trial (laughs) he comes with the scripture and that's how most of us are tempted. We, we can deceive ourselves, or allow the devil to deceive us, with Scripture. Saturate yourself with the Bible, like, like Jesus did, so that when the devil comes with the Scripture, well, you quote Scripture back to him. Because we can, we, we can distort the scriptures in, in many ways to, to make it fit our wills <laughs> and our, our desires. And the devil knows it and he will help you. So know it very well. But then the devil comes to Jesus and tempts him. Well, if you are the Son of God, command oh this stone to become bread come on! i know that you have the power to do that uh we we don't we don't know how 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 the devil is spoke here we only have the text but when i talk about obvious sins i also i I also cannot imagine the devil coming to jesus and 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 and, oh if you were the son of god why don't i think that he comes in a way that demonstrates that he cares for Jesus. Don't take that as a scripture, okay? This is just my my just imagining that that's how it could have happened. Because if the devil comes to me showing his face, <laughs> it's gonna be harder for him. I think that he comes with this very soft, tender, caring voice and says, You are hungry. It doesn't make any sense to me. You are the son of God, aren't you? Maybe you're not. But last time I checked, you were you the son of God. Why don't you just use your powers and stop this madness? What are you thinking? Isn't that quite similar to what happened in the garden? When Adam and Eve were tempted, I think think God is out of his mind. Stop this madness now. Command this stone to become bread and eat. Stop it. Why do you have to suffer? I can give you everything. You can be king without the suffering. let us not imagine that in our Christian life in our lives that we're going to go through it without some without our share of suffering we are and we will suffer and it's part of the Christian life it was part of Jesus life he gave us an example but we can go through it with his power we look to his example and do what he did so the devil comes to Jesus and tempt him that that's that sounds for me like like a real temptation <laughs> and Jesus could have said oh, yes I am the son of God what you're thi- what, what are you thinking but then I, if he had just said well I am God And I can go through more 40 days if I want to in the power of the Lord because man, you know, shall not live by bread alone. I can do that. But he just quotes the scripture and says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. much Jesus loves us. If he had answered, oh, well, I, I can go through it. That, that would not... Then I would say, well, Jesus, yes, you, you, you went through it, but I am just a man. Oh, you are God-man. Of course you went through it. Of course you 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 overcame temptation of course you fought the devil and won but i am just a man well and jesus says he's saying this to the devil but i, I think he's saying i'm sure he's saying this to me and you he's he's telling us he's looking at, looking at our eyes and saying man you and me shall not live by bread alone but by every word of god jesus did not resist the temptations of Satan by using his power as a god he resisted and fought the devil and he won in all the weaknesses of his humanity So that we can have an example for ourselves we can do it too in the power of the Holy Spirit and that my brothers and sisters gives us so much hope Jesus himself suffered was tempted and he's able to aid those who are tempted Our perfect Savior trusted and obeyed the Lord. Remember the story of the people of God in the desert? When they were in the desert, they disobeyed. (laughs) And now they have Jesus in the desert obeying. (laughs) I like these parallels in the Bible. The people in the desert, they had the manna. Jesus had nothing. People in the desert failed. Jesus didn't. Because Jesus trusted God to provide for his needs. And so should we. Oh, Satan. Wow. Command this stone to become bread. My friends, Jesus... Jesus, the Bible says that, he is, that that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from stones. Jesus could command the stone to become a person. <laughs> he could do it, but he didn't. He went through the whole process as a man with all his weaknesses without anything without having anything to eat for 40 days so that he could set an example for us so that he could be our perfect example our perfect savior was tempted to take matter into his own hands as the son of god apart from the father's will remember stop this madness right now he was tempted okay, I have Jesus has the power he could have he could have just took those matters in his own hands and solve his problem but that will be against God's will and he trusted it. if the father wants me to be in this desert and to and to be hungry and to starve here if he wants me if the father wants me to die in this desert, I'm going to do his will. I'm not going to eat devil. I'm not going to eat. When the father when, when the father says that it's time for me to eat, he will come and feed me. And what applications can we make out of this text there was so much more so much to say in this passage and so little time but the first thing we have a perfect savior and we have a perfect example of obedience in the person of jesus and how how did he win this battle how did he fight the devil in the desert He did it in his weaknesses. He didn't do it with uh, divine powers. He did it as a man. Well, he trusted the Lord and he quoted the word of God every time he was tempted. We learn from Jesus' response to the temptations exactly how we are to respond with scripture with the Bible I cannot I cannot emphasize this more than, than that but saturate your life with the Bible and then and, and, and also since our Lord was tempted in all points yet without sin and because Christ also suffered for us living as an example that you should follow his steps we should expect to meet temptation in our Christian journey so so expect for it you will be you will, you will be tempted you will suffer When Jesus said to his disciples that he had to go up to Jerusalem and and suffer and be crucified, Peter is the one who said, Far be it from you. Oh no, this shall not happen to you. Peter was saying, No, 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 no! you're not not going through suffering. (laughs) You're not, you're not, no. And, And Jesus responded to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. My brothers and sisters, Satan is eager to give you a life without suffering. But sometimes temptations, trials, and suffering, they are part of God's plan. Because God uses everything to forge us, to to, 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 to change our hearts, to, to, to build the image of Christ in us and the cross that we have to carry every day it's part of that plan so saturate your life with scripture and trust the lord let it never this is a quote from jc ryle let it never surprises if we are tempted by the devil let us rather expect it as a matter of course if we are living mem- if we are living members of christ the master's lot will be the lot of his disciples but jesus is with us in this fight and we have just saw how he defeated the devil how he won he is able to aid those who are tempted. Him being tempted himself. And as a last verse. James 1.12 Blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he has been approved. He will receive the crown of life. Which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let us pray. Dear Father, oh Heavenly Father, all we have is Jesus. We are thankful that you send us a Savior, a perfect Savior, one that can save us one that defeated death the devil sin one that can undo what our first father adam did and we praise you we thank you because we have this salvation jesus was sent also to be our example our Christian journey, for our Christian life, and I do not understand your ways sometimes. I don't know why trials and, and, and if, even allowing the devil to come and tempt us, I don't know why that is part of your plan. But I know that you use everything to make us more and more like Christ. I know that everything serves that purpose. And I know that we cannot go through this life without our lot, our share of suffering, of temptations, of trials. And most of us here know that very well, we have experienced it all. So we thank you because in Jesus we have all that we need. And we have a Savior and we have someone that knows how we feel. We thank you because in Jesus and in the power of the Holy Spirit, we can go through these trials. We can fight these temptations and we can even suffer. And in the end, receive a crown given by you. So we thank you for your marvelous plan. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad you're, you guys. After the first time you came to preach, you guys just stuck around. It's been nice to have you so, and your family. <laughs> um, a couple announcements. Offering box is in the back. Information's in the back there. If you need anything, books. Um, and then we uh, we're starting up another home group January seventh uh, at Pepe and Lisa's house. It's going to be on the topic of Mark. they the book of Mark. And then, uh, it's at six thirty. So January 7th. Um, it'll, it's just a couple families right now. Um, so talk to your Pepe or myself, uh, or Joe, um, with, if you have any questions. Uh, and then if you'll stand, I will, we'll do the benediction. So brothers and sisters in Christ, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you as you go.